0: Morning all.
1: How lovely to be
0: with you. <laughs> it suddenly feels very funny. I thought this morning, I've got so used to sitting where you are. <laughs> ah, and this is lovely. So Lord, thank you. Right. I was going to start with a little anecdote I I don't know what your memories are of earlier Mother's days but I remember um, my father would secretly go off and buy a bunch of flowers or a little primula or something and, and then there'd be all these whispers when he got back and he'd show me where he'd hidden them in the shed, you know, and then in the morning, you know, it was all great excitement, and go and get these flowers, and we'd get a tray ready for mum, with um, half a grapefruit cut up all beautifully ready, with lots of caster sugar on top, and then a boiled egg with a cozy, and... More little uh, and toast and marmalade and little egg cups with butter and marmalade in and the pot of tea and everything. And mum would be in bed, which she would never normally have been, terribly surprised, you know. And we all were really happy about it. (laughs) It's lovely memories, aren't there? Mm. I thought, you know, it's an awesome thing when you're asked to bring a word, isn't it? And it made me think, uh, I was sort of thinking around it and I wasn't really getting very far. And then late one night, I suddenly had all these ideas. So I'm gonna tell you the ideas. Um, I would always want primarily to honor God. And I found out as I'd written all these things down I realise they're appropriate for so many situations, so that's where I'd start honouring God, and to be true to His Word. You know, we're warned not to add, not to take away, uh, but be true to His Word, and to seek that truth and stay with it. You know, and this is, however imperfect or unable I can feel. Um, You know, my thoughts can run away. One of my biggest battles is in my mind. You know, because I think a lot of women can do this. You dart from one thing to another. It's so easy, isn't it? And somehow you have to draw it back in. And I want to be true to his work in my life. I know he has done so much in me. And... I know that he's been patient with me. And he's waited years sometimes for me to realise certain things. Um, he's been so good. You know, to the effect of knowing Christ as my saviour and friend. The one who's forgiven me. And continues to forgive me, thankfully. <laughs> when I come to him and really repent and say sorry. Sorry. You know, it's that little nudge we get, isn't it? And you think, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, he's the one who's enabled me. Even me, the one who wouldn't say boo to a goose when I was a kid, you know. My uncle told me later that I was the most frightened child he'd ever come across. And, I, and he dealt a lot with kids. He was a scouting guy and all the rest of it. Um, I don't remember that, but that's how he remembers me as a child. And I know God, and even how he enables us, even after we make bad choices, wrong choices, and yet God's still there. He's constant, you know. He doesn't let us go. And to know that there's hope no matter what. And that can almost choke me, because I can think of all situations in my life where hope looked pretty far away, and yet God, that he is always there. We were talking up at the cafe, was it up at the cafe? I can't remember where it was the other day. Um, And it came up about God, and yet, you know, truth is truth. Whether we believe it or not, God's truth is truth, it's there. You know, However much any of us do not yet understand about God, it's there. Well, it's all there. And little by little, and particularly if we ask him and seek him, sometimes he's gracious and he just gives us understanding anyway <laughs> in his sovereign love. And you know, we know that a word from him is a sure rock. It's something on which we truly can stand. I'm just reminded that, I don't know about you, but God's given me words for my children, words for family, friends. And they're rocks on which we can stand for them as well. Not just for ourselves. It goes beyond ourselves. And, you know, that these things are not just, as I said, for myself, but it's for my loved ones, for those I pray for, and those I pray with. You know, Jesus colours our life, fills, gives links, fellowship, friendship, a worldwide family which I love. And a breadth of life that I could never have imagined in days past yeah, he takes us beyond where we are. And Jesus fills that empty hole, doesn't he? He fills that loneliness. No matter how many people you've got around you, you can feel lonely, you know, you can feel empty. Um, and he takes us on a journey of learning what it is to love him and to be loved by him, to worship him beyond what we've known before. And he challenges us, shows us when we lose track of his ways. He cherishes us, woos us, <coughs> rebukes us, shows our sin, and then forgives us. He takes us by the hand, leads us on, helps us to lift us out of the mire, lifts our hearts and spirits, makes us laugh, delight in him. He reveals. Gives us opportunities every day to keep growing, keep trusting, be obedient, be responsive, be surrendered, and to take every opportunity to listen to His voice. See what He's doing and what He's saying. Now, sometimes I get curious about things I don't know for sure. The side of glory, I've got a list of things to ask when I get there. And then it occurred to me as I was writing this out, you know, now we see in part, then we'll know in full. I rather feel that when we get to heaven, we will suddenly know the answers to our questions. We won't actually even have to ask, um, which is quite something, isn't it? When I worked in operating theatres at South End Hospital, and I'd be all scrubbed up and ready to go, and we'd be into the op. And then things would settle down, and some operations are very quiet and methodical. And that was the opportunity I used to take, um, because surgeons never mind you asking questions. And I could ask questions about this case, or what thread, or why. Or I could ask all kinds of questions, and uh, I love these times. You know, the opportunity to ask of somebody who's knowledgeable and experienced on a certain subject and who has num- knows numerous sides of a situation and all kinds of outcomes. And these surgeons and anaesthetists, they care passionately about what they do. And what really matters, you know, it really matters to them, the effect of what they're doing. And they want people to have full life. And I'll just tell you one, I hope, yeah, I'm not going to be squeamish or whatever. We had a young lad, he was, a milk, he was helping the milkman, and he fell and cut his wrists. And um, he got rushed into us, and we were... And uh, the guy who did the fine work was elsewhere, and the orthopaedic man started, And then the guy came in. Four hours later, the surgeon looks at me and says, God, this is fun, isn't it? We're going to get his hand working again. You know, four hours later, you know? Uh, That's how much they care and I think it's a little bit like that when you're getting knowledge from somebody it's a bit like when we come to the Lord you know, he's the fount of all knowledge isn't he, you know he has it all and we can ask and we can inquire we can seek and we can find now I'm just going to read a bit from God's word from Luke you know the theme this morning is love and action We've seen it here, we've sung about it, and um, now I came to hear Mary's song, the Magnificat, as some of us would know it. I remember singing this as a girl guide, and it's always been very special to me. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation. That's a wonderful thought, isn't it? From generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He's scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He's brought down rulers from their thrones, lifted the humble, filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He's helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Last Christmas, I did something I usually do around Christmas. The scriptures become very familiar. And I asked the Lord for something, to show me something new. Simon put that in his notices last week, I see. You know, that you ask the Lord for something new. Jane did it at Wax last week as well. And um, the previous Christmas I was thinking about Joseph, and this Christmas I was thinking about Mary. You know, what was her life like? Um, from here, from where we see in Luke here, and she, she said, you know, um, she's aware of her humble state, isn't she? And when the angel... Came and told her what he did, that she was going to bear, the Holy Spirit was going to come on her, and she was going to bear the Son of God. When she woke up the next morning, what did she think? Did she rush off and tell her parents? Or did she keep it to herself? Did she hold it in? Was she scared? You know, she wasn't daft. I'm sure she'd have understood the significance. She wasn't married. You know, she could have been stoned for being pregnant and not married. <coughs> We're told that she goes in haste to see Elizabeth because she was told, wasn't she, about Elizabeth and she went in haste. Well, she was a young girl. She wouldn't have been allowed to go there on her own So her parents must have been involved and, you know, to give her company, to get to her cousin. And I'm just so struck at the graciousness of God. Because she was facing a wonderful, and I believe some Jewish ladies would, girls would be hoping that they would be mother for the Messiah, you know, that's talked about. Um, I'll come to that in a moment. She went to Elizabeth, and of course, Elizabeth, the Holy Spirit, just was, came on them and acknowledged what God had been doing. So it had obviously happened instantly, you know, the, that Elizabeth knew this was the mother of her Lord. You know it was, And what a confirmation to this young woman that she'd, it was real, she'd heard right, God had spoken through the angels. I mean, how precious. You know, it gave her affirmation and confirmation and companionship in it. I mean, it was such a massive thing. There are times, aren't there, for us when we have something deep going on and we need a friend to talk to. We need somebody to talk to. Somebody who will understand. And Mary had that in Elizabeth. And I wonder what their conversations were after that. You know, you wonder, don't you, how they talked about it. I mean, quite, quite something. And then after three months, and John was born, she went home. Three months. You know, she'd have been that pregnancy that we beginning to show. She's still not married when she immediately goes back. And people would have seen. And then there's Joseph. I think did did she tell Joseph? Did her parents tell Joseph? Did he see the swelling in her her belly? You know? Did he see that? You know who noticed first? You know how did Joseph get to know? And then Joseph is you know. He obviously cared, he didn't want to take her to the priests and when she'd be stoned. You know, and then the angel spoke to him and he married her, they married. But Mary would have had to have gone to the well to collect water and there would still be talk, wouldn't there? There would still have been talk. Father Martin said um, a little praise which really cut to the quick um, on Thursday I think it was and you know when you think of how easy it is, how gossip is so easy, so easy to talk about people isn't it and he said does truth sometimes die on our lips you think oh. does slander sometimes seem to find a way and, you know, in her circumstances, she would have had things being said. So she narrated. Did she, did she, she and Joseph, did they talk about these visitations from the angels, you know? I'm very, You know, it's so interesting to think what do they think, what do they talk about? How to, you know, and with the family and with her parents, his parents, you know, both their families. Very interesting, eh? Isaiah 7, you know, and I think he would have been trained in the scriptures, couldn't he? have been trained in the Torah. And did they talk about this? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And will call him Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. To realise that this was the fulfilment of hundreds of years. Quite tremendous, isn't it? You know, Mary, you know, God chose well, I think we could all agree on that he chose well with Mary, he knew who he'd chosen and he knew Joseph, and this wasn't a mother who was going to tell her child that they're stupid, or useless or treat a child in a wrong way he chose her carefully, because she was there to nurture the Son of God, and then be blessed and have other children as well with her husband. In Romans 4, there's a piece about Abraham. And Abraham, you know, how God had told him he'd become the father of many nations. And even though he was hundred years old and Mary's body was uh, dead in the womb, yet it says, verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he promised and it occurred to me that Mary was, was the same ilk, wasn't she, she believed let it be to me as you've said you know she believed she took the word she took hold of it, she believed it and then lived it out and I mean the response in Luke here. And that first response is for her to worship God, isn't it? My soul, you know, that deep bit inside us glorifies the Lord. And my spirit, you know, rejoices in God my Saviour. She acknowledges her humble origins. What, and she, what God has done I thought that was interesting she's acknowledging even then that God has done it it's a past tense it's not a about to do or doing it's done He'd, that work had been started and that God is holy she acknowledges him I would think she must have had to have gone to the Lord every day you know Every day to think about what was happening to her in her body this, this child growing in her wondering you know when later on when the, the kid stays you know when Jesus stays at the temple and she, they didn't know where she was where he was and went back and he says don't you know I should have been here you know and she pondered things in her heart. I think Mary must have done an awful lot of pondering. <laughs> you know, before, at this time, as he was growing amongst the other children. You know, as he was growing, and maybe had this sense of what is going to happen. What will happen? She didn't know it all, did she? She just knew that she was there as that starting post in his mother. Uh, but she did not know but she must have wondered what it would mean for him might have lost a bit of paper now but all these bits of paper let's come on here um, and you've got this honour God and I think and this is what she did didn't she she honoured God so honoured God she was true to his word I'm sure God was her rock and she certainly could never have imagined before it must have been a challenge to keep trusting and be obedient be responsive Joseph was pretty responsive wasn't he be surrendered and I'm sure they must have you know, they, we, from what we see in scripture they did listen to his voice and I'm sure she carried on doing that so how about us how do we feel about these principles you know, the challenge of always honouring God <coughs> being true to his word Letting him be our rock when life gets a bit dicey challenges us, doesn't he? And we have to keep trusting and to be obedient. I love um, Psalm 123 as a. Here we are. As the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. When you're, um, you know, as I was like a theatre sister, and you're there, you have to be so responsive to what's going on in that theatre yes you're there for the instruments for whatever that surgeon wants you have to develop a real close and you have to keep your team with you if you're going to need something sometimes it's just a look you know that is enough you, you need to keep a general view on the safety in the whole theatre with the anaesthetists the um, technicians you know the, the, the running nurses whatever um, and it's just that response that is needed isn't there with God that we want to be responsive when he gives us a thought and I was thinking about us as parents and not just as parents but for people who God gives us a heart for you know, I'm sure there are many in each of our lives who we, we have a real heart for. It might be an adult, it might be a child. Our children are not always children anymore, but they're always our children. And, um, you know, we mentioned earlier love and acceptance. And I thought, how do we best serve other people? And I believe it's by drawing close to God there are the practical workings out of having relationship with people. But um, the closer we draw to God and the more we acknowledge our own sin and not being afraid to let our children see how we deal with that and how we take it to God and to be honest and true and prepared to hear them out and asking the Holy Spirit to help and guide us. You know, and if we sometimes we can resist it. And I think being born again makes a massive difference. Because in being born again, we surrender ourselves to God. We surrender to that work of the Holy Spirit. And that is what makes the difference. I spent six years trying from when I believed um, and yet I knew I suddenly came across, you know, unless you're born again, you're not, see the kingdom of heaven. And I thought, I am no different. I was trying, I was believing, I was going to church, I was trying. But I knew I wasn't any different. And to be born again, it sounds different, doesn't it? <laughs> and until I acknowledged the Holy Spirit... Um, I'd resisted the Holy Spirit for years. You know, I'd read in the Bible that people could get demon possessed, and I thought, I don't want that to happen to me, thank you. You know, and I really, and that's what kept me really away. And then it took a colleague from Operating Theatres, actually, who I ended up working with, Maureen, every weekend, and she was an out and out atheist. Um, We had wonderful chats at the weekend when we were cleaning through all the cupboards and checking the instruments and all the rest of it and, um, and she got cancer and uh, she got taken into hospital she'd been ill for years and you know, they just thought it was psychological and um, she got taken into hospital now there was a man called Trevor Deering who had a real ministry of healing uh, in, he was from Candy Island And I was living in Southend at the time Or Westcliff. And um, he was coming To a local church mm. And It's like God had his thumb on me How much do you love Maury? Are you prepared to go forward uh, Go to this meeting Because um, there were a lot of people who There was a lot of going forward Proxy for other people for healing at that time, and you know, I—it's like I was wriggling away. I didn't want to go, you know. And um, so I did what is good. I went to that friend, Erica, and I said, to her I'm at a state. I'm going to speak tonight. More, and, more than that and the other." And she just went, "Jenny, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit?" And I went, "Oh no!" <laughs> and yet God had been showing me for two weeks. Different things that I really needed to repent and be cleaned of. And so we did that. And I asked the Holy Spirit, I surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Now Maureen, because you'll want to know what happened to Maureen. Maureen got whipped up to London to hospital. She came back three weeks later. And she was a living skeleton. I have never seen such a radiant living skeleton in my life. The sister on the ward up there obviously brought her to the Lord. And she couldn't wait to get to be with the Lord. And I couldn't understand how I, I could be blessed, filled with the Holy Spirit and live when she died. And of course that's what Jesus did for us, didn't he? To give us life and God gave me life through that situation. Thank you, Lord, again. Right. <laughs> it's almost, I want to stop there. I want to say a bit more. I Am I okay? Yeah. I think it's so important to ask for discernment for our families. You know, we can so easily just pray what we think, what we want. <clears throat> And it's not always the best thing because God knows what is the next thing he wants us to pray for our children, our family, for those we love. Maybe it's somebody down the street. You know? God will give us. If we ask him, you know, there's so many things we can ask, seek and find with God. And we can ask and seek and find over prayer too. And he will show us what's important to him. What he need, knows that person needs next. Grace, isn't it? It's pretty good. <laughs> I love it. I've put here, forgive. Oh yeah, wisdom. When you get the discernment, I always reckon you need to ask for wisdom as well. Because discernment is fine. But if you don't know what to do with it, you need God's wisdom to know what to do with the discernment. Um, I believe that forgiveness is something that we continue to learn, um, to ask God for forgiveness, thats like surrendering our pride, our will, or whatever, but also to allow ourselves to be forgiven. I think many people find this really hard to forgive ourselves for certain things. And I think it's something that we need to keep on doing until we know we've got it, you know, we've we've got to that point. Um, And the same in forgiving others. Sometimes it's a matter of forgiving and forgiving and forgiving and choosing to forgive, even if we don't feel like it, isn't it? And believe that God wants our best, and He wants our children's best, our loved ones' best. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and be with us now. I thank you for being with us already, right through this morning. You want us always to walk with you. We ask that you'll come now and just speak to our hearts, to our spirits, our souls, and respond to you wholeheartedly. We thank you for all the gems you're going to show us along the way. We thank you that life with you is never dull because you've always got new things to show us, reveal to us. (coughs) Things that you want to deal with in us, healing. Body, mind, soul. our emotions I thank you so much Lord that you are a God of balance and we ask that you'll come and show us your balance in our lives and we pray that your work We'll witness, Lord, to you, to honour you and give you the glory at every turn. Thank you, Lord. Amen.